0: Hey, I'm Rusty.
1: And I'm Heather.
0: We're the Bryant's, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast.
1: We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We
0: aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord, and we want to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Redeemed Marriage podcast. And today we are starting season two that we have been promising for the last couple of weeks uh, where we're gonna kind of take a look into our story and specifically the marriage crisis that happened in our marriage 10 years ago. And uh, we're gonna take our story and just kind of um, look into some pieces of it. So, that we can share with you, hopefully, to give you some encouragement and also some warning signs and just some different things that we just hope will be a blessing to your marriage. So, uh, we're really excited to be doing this. And just to let you know how crazy life can be sometimes, um, why don't you say, hey, Heather? Actually, say, hey to me.
1: Hey, babe. Hey, everybody. I am on the road. Um, I'm somewhere between Birmingham and Atlanta.
0: I hear your blinker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll refrain from putting that on for now on. Oh,
0: no, no, no. You be safe. You be safe and don't worry. No, we we have actually been trying uh, for the last week. To get this podcast out because we have been talking about it and you know I mean what better way to do a marriage podcast than to just be like real life and like we are about as real life as you can possibly be and so it seemed like every time we started to uh, try to tackle this last week and to get our um, the, the very first episode of season two recorded and out, something would come up and then all of a sudden, literally last night, um, you decided that you needed to leave to go out of town <laughs> and with my help, I helped you put together this trip real quick so you, yeah, you could did. go up and visit our oldest son and uh, at college and so... Yeah, so we just said we're not gonna let another week go by. We're gonna make sure that we that we get this done. So, um, so we just wanted to talk, and plus it's a great opportunity for us to just hang out on the phone for a few minutes while you're driving. That's right.
1: Uh, I miss you already.
0: I know. Thank you. I miss you too. <laughs> uh, so this, I just felt like this was really interesting how this kind of all happened, and so I'm gonna. I know that we were sort of preparing for season two and just the fact that um, this was kind of, this was our 10 year mark of when our lives really changed. And we had <clears throat> a marriage crisis that we're gonna get into a little bit. And of course, most everybody knows our story because a lot of what we talk about on our podcast is just based around the things that we've learned. But we thought it'd be a good good opportunity just to be a little more specific where everything that we talked about for the next several weeks really had to do with our story and um and what happened 10 years ago so we were we you know you're in the middle of teaching and i kind of took some time to to kind of plan out the next um few months with our marriage ministry and the podcast and everything and i kind of sent you some stuff and you were like yeah that sounds great and then we got together last sunday to do our podcast and now I'm gonna tell you. You know, I, I think our listeners just need to know this too, and can hear this from us. But but it was hard, and yeah. it was hard for you. So um, yeah, if you want to just speak into that just for a second, that would be
1: fine. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, last night, I mean, last week, last Sunday was really hard for me. I, um, you know, I've been thinking all week about the fact that I wanted God to use our story and to use um, specifically my part because that's what we were starting with um, just to. Um, touch somebody's life or to open somebody's eyes or open their hearts um, to maybe God just trying to speak to them as far as a warning or as far as just to be thankful for what you have or just that that just the word we use a lot hope I just wanted somebody to hear hope and you know a couple of things happened during the week um, that just kind of brought up some of the um, past uh, brought up um, some of the ugly parts of the past. Um, you know, I'm really good at being able to look back and see God's grace and God's mercy and and just his redemption and restoration in our story. But every now and then something um, triggers just the ugliness of our story. And and I just got real caught up in, in um, people seeing that. Instead of seeing God, and I'm I'm going to tell you, I don't ever want to tell part of my story to where people walk away and only remember my story. Like that's not what it's about. It's if I sit down and share podcast after podcast about um, about just my story and not even really details, but just how it came about. And, and that's what people walk away with, and we've missed it. And and I think the fear of that just kind of um, got to me last week, and I, and I got nervous, and I got anxious, and I started – you know, the enemy started playing. What are people going to think of you? You know, there's a lot of people out there, Rusty, you know, that that we say, I bet everybody knows our story. But I think there's so many people that don't. Um, we're in a different church. Um, we go on about our lives. They see how we parent. They see you with your ministry and me as I teach. And and, and to put that out there for the people who don't know our story just kind of felt overwhelming like we were starting all over again and pulling that back up but then i was just um reminded as you so sweetly told me um last week that that we are honoring god in what he is telling us to do and i'm gonna tell you marriage marriages um the enemy loves to try to steal your marriage. He wants to destroy your marriage so that he can destroy your family um, so that families are torn apart and then pulled away from the church because his ultimate goal is to destroy um, the church body. And I want to do anything that I can to make sure that that doesn't happen. And so I was just reminded this week that we do have an amazing story to tell. And as long as we focus on the miracle of our story and the redemption and the restoration of that, then God's gonna be honored. And if we have to trudge back through, is that the word, trudge, trudge?
0: Yeah, sounds good.
1: Yeah, if we have to go back through that and live some of those painful parts um then then i'm willing to do that because i just want i want people to see jesus and i think that if this is done the right way and in the right spirit that that's what they're gonna see so that's my prayer
0: yeah that was really good we could just end the podcast right now (laughs) um but But i'm
1: not to atlanta yet
0: (laughs) oh dear are we gonna talk that long (laughs) no (laughs) I, so, so as I started kind of thinking through, through this, I wanted to just—I mean, those are that—that was all. Those were great words, and um, and I'm glad you were able to kind of share that and articulate that. Um, and what I wanted to to kind of put out there is, you did say, you know, there are people that don't that don't know our story, and so so some people may be like, well, why why would you want to, you know, why would you even want to tell it, and. Right so i would go back first of all and say our our story when it happened um was very public uh not necessarily by choice it wasn't like we were out you know throwing it throwing it out there it was just a lot of circumstances that happened that made our community and the the, so many people were affected that it was very very public and so you know there's other people out there that have stories similar to ours and we're not telling you that you need to go get your megaphone or go get your podcast and share. I mean, that that we just feel like that because ours was public that God sort of gave us a platform. That's um, right. And so we we want to we want to honor you know be able to honor that platform and be able to use it to help other marriages because when we were going through what we went through, the the big thing was we were searching for other marriages that were similar to ours so that we could find hope like that was the reason like we wanted to we wanted somebody out there to say I've been through what you went through and we made it through it and you there is hope but we just we couldn't find we couldn't find it um there was, you know here and there we got little pieces of people you know there were there were some but it just wasn't very much and part of it is because the stories are not like this are not public, but because ours was public, then we feel like that we do have an opportunity um, to kind of share some hope. Um, and the other thing that we've said from the very beginning is, and you touched on this, we don't want the, the story and the crisis to be what is glorified. We want the redemption and the miracle that happened um after the fact and during all of this um, and that's what that's we right. want to to glorify so um, to move into it just a little bit i do want to say this um, we're not going to tell a lot of details of our of our story and what happened um, there's a lot of people that were affected and we know that there's a lot of people that were hurt and, uh, and a lot of people that you know still have hurt uh, because of that, whether they were directly affected or indirectly affected. And obviously we would never um, want to hurt anyone and we would never want to share you know, any names or any details or anything uh, because there's a lot of people that were affected and a lot of people that we love and a lot of people that we've seen experience uh, very similar miracles, which we praise God for um, in the same manner that we are very... Thankful and we praise God for what's happened in our marriage. So, um, so all that to say, I'm going to summarize real quick, and then uh, what I want to do is I want to lead us to kind of one question um, to kind of kick this off. So I'll I'll throw it back at you uh, after I ask. I mean after I kind of summarize, and then I'll I'll ask you a question so you can kind of kick it off. But uh, for those that may not know, or even for those that do. I just kind of, just kind of need to hear the summary. But ten years ago, so it was in August of 2011, um, you came to me one night and you admitted to me that you had been unfaithful in our marriage. And yeah. so, uh, basically, the 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 to summarize that part even a little bit more was throughout the summer um, of 2011 there had just uh, been some infidelity and some experiences um, that you had had um, where there was unfaithfulness. Um, now, as we talk over the next few weeks, uh, there will be some, some times where we'll be able to share you know more insight into that. But where I really wanted to land today was last week when we first started talking about this and you got to that point which you... Described uh, already of how you were feeling and what you were feeling. Um, I re- I remember asking you last Sunday. I said, "Do you do you feel like that the Holy Spirit is putting a check um, into our hearts about what we're going to share, or do you think that the enemy is just feeding us a bunch of lies so that we don't move forward?" Um, With being able to share and hopefully help people and we stopped and we prayed about it And I remember we just kind of said let's just let's just take a break Let's just breathe on this and pray about it. And I remember I I, I Went got in the shower started thinking about it, and I just kept hearing That the enemy's enemies lies are so real like we just we we all fall into the trap of listening to the enemy and hearing the lies that he throws at us. And, and I do believe that we were able to take kind of what we were both you know, struggling with last Sunday and maybe adjust the way that we were gonna present this in a, in a little bit, and probably a more healthy way for both of us. But at the same time, I think it was a great reminder that the reason we got into the situation that we were in is from listening and believing the lies of the enemy. So if, so if this particular podcast has a, has a title, it's, it's going it's to be Believing the Lies of the Enemy because what I want to ask you is, you've said this before on several of our podcasts um, where you've said, you know, you didn't just wake up one morning and say, I think I'm going to go have an affair, that there were um, steps along the way that led you uh, to make decisions that you should not have made. And what what I want to be able to do because I can't speak into this part of our story um, because my part of the story didn't start until you well there are there are parts that I was obviously can speak into but sure it all happened way before it actually happened and so right. so what I guess I just want you to address our listeners and just kind of share, you know, how in the world did you get to that point? Like, um, it could be, you could think back, you know, weeks um, before it first happened or months or even years, but just, you know, as best you can, how can you share with our listeners how you got to that point and, you know... Maybe that will help with some, you know. These are some things to watch out for, warning signs, and just some encouragement along the way. So, we're sure. even throwing it in your court now.
1: Okay, sure, sure. Um, so, I think, um, you know, when I think that was it weeks, was it minutes, was it you know months, was it years? I can vividly remember a specific time several years. Um, before um, our, uh, before my um, unfaithfulness occurred, I can remember several years before that hearing of a couple um, that was, you know, in our church uh, that I thought would be, you know, was a godly couple, an example, falling into adultery. And I remember thinking, that's never going to happen to me. Like, I I almost even said those words aloud. I know I said them in my head, but that's not going to happen to me. Like, I could never go against God so much or not care for my children enough to commit adultery or to be unfaithful to my husband. It's just not going to happen to me. And I honestly can look back to that, that time and think right then I opened the door to the enemy, Because in my heart, I didn't think it was possible. And I thought that I had my life together enough. I thought that I was on the right track. I thought that, um, you know, I went to church. I knew that the, that the word said that scripture clearly said that that's one of the Ten Commandments to not do. And and I just wasn't going to do that. And I wasn't going to hurt my children in that way. I wasn't going to hurt my family, not just you, but my extended family in that way. And so I just, I can, I can, I want to tell people from that moment, like if you're listening to this, or if you've heard our story and thought, how in the world did she ever do that? I would never do that. That's the first, red flag because it can happen to anybody it can happen to somebody who has it all together it can happen to somebody who is looking for someone for that to happen with it can happen to anybody and i and to me that is the first red flag looking back that i can pinpoint and that was years that was years before um you know, years before, 10 years ago. So I would say um, 15-ish years ago is when that happened.
0: Yeah, and I really, I I want at some point when we get even into, uh, because I want to explore with you, you know, kind of what happened beforehand, and then even a little bit about your mentality and kind of your heart as it was happening. And, And one of the things that, that you know I really want people to know and it goes along right with what you're saying that it could happen to anybody like like you you weren't crazy and no. and and you and you weren't you know an alcoholic or mm-hmm. you know you or on drugs like there wasn't a substance yeah. that was causing you to think different like you were just right. a normal person That's and right. not just a normal person but somebody that was you know, a leader in a church and a very good, I mean, you were a good wife. You, you are a good wife, but you were a good wife then you were a good mother then. And so it wasn't like just this some craziness happening. I mean, right? Um, and so I think that that's exactly what you're saying is that like, not to not to scare, I mean, like I hope people have that confidence where they're like, I would, I'm not going to let this, but it's more of a I'm not going to let this happen rather than I can't believe somebody would ever do that's that right. because I would never. That's like, right. That's where you're saying that first step can happen because, I mean, yeah. the scripture is so clear when it says to always. It says to guard your heart. It talks that's about right. Satan, that he's prowling around like a roaring lion and that we always have to be... On high alert and I think that's, that's right. what you're saying it's not that's right it's not that you're saying oh I, you know y- you want the confidence to be able to say I'm not gonna let this happen that's in my right. marriage but that's different yeah. from saying oh it could never happen it's to me
1: absolutely absolutely and that's where you kind of have to claim um, and you say I enemy mean, you're I mean you are not gonna have my marriage you're not gonna have my family and you're claiming it and you're actively making sure that that doesn't happen and and when you said the enemy is prowling like a roaring lion like i i feel that like i can go back and feel that 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 the enemy wanted to destroy our marriage and because it was a cockiness oh
0: down
1: down here
0: Hey, this is the dangers of doing this over the phone because I just lost you for a second.
1: Oh no! <laughs> Am I back?
0: Yeah, you're back now.
1: Okay. Um, so you know, I could feel—I don't know if you heard me say that part, but I think that's important—is I could feel um, that that the enemy wanted our marriage, and I was—I it was a cockiness of that's not going to happen instead of a confidence. And claiming that Satan wasn't gonna gonna get to our marriage, not today,
0: yeah, not
1: today, Satan, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So, but I, um, I, you know, past that moment, past that moment, um, I can remember um, thinking things probably were not one hundred percent acceptable, but thinking, oh, I'm totally in control of this. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so seeing, you know, maybe me running um, to, and it wasn't even to another man at first. It was just me not being, um, I didn't feel loved enough. I didn't feel confident in who I was. I was seeking worldly things to satisfy me. Um, Instead of going to the source and knowing who Christ is, I was seeking outside things, friendships um, that turned into opposite sex friendships that were inappropriate. But just anything that would make me feel loved and make me feel valued um, is what what I was chasing when I was looking, when I can look back to that and you know and that's another thing that I want people to really really hear me say at this point this early on going into it I I still never dreamed I would have an affair I still never dreamed I would be unfaithful it was just oh I mean you know it's just they were little bitty choices um, flirtings um, liking the way that when somebody said that I looked pretty or that, you know, I was working out a lot and it was really good to hear somebody say, you know, I can tell you've been working out. You're looking great um, and accepting those words and not only accepting them, but then doing things to try to hear them over and over again, putting myself in, pos- in a position to hear that because I needed that. Because my my source, my joy, my hope, all of those things were coming from somebody or something outside of my relationship with the Lord.
0: Yeah, that's good. And as you were talking just about uh, when you were saying, you you've always thought that you were in control. And like yes. even when you were... You know getting close to the line of inappropriateness it was just oh I'm you know I would never let it and I just think mm-hmm. that like even for people that um, may not be that far along in something it's not it's not just unfaithfulness I mean like I think about pornography Absolutely. and like how people can get wrapped up in that and like. I I don't think that it's something where you just one day go and search some website that you know is going to take you to something. I mean, it is, it's just, you know, oh, I want to, you know, oh, look at that. And But it's fine. It's not going to, but it's just all at that point, then you start hearing the lies of the enemy saying that you're in control and also saying just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And so, um, yeah, I think that, you know, you, you kind of took us back five years, then you kind of took us up, you know, a little closer to, mm-hmm. to, you know, getting close to that inappropriateness and the lines right. that were that should have been drawn that weren't there. And, um, and I kind of, I mean, I want to give you a chance to sort of wrap it up if you want to, because I know we always try to keep these uh, in digestible <laughs> formats right. and times. Um, so i am going to give you a chance to wrap it up, but, um, we're, we're actually going to kind of come back and do a part two, uh, because like I hinted at, I, w- I want us to, to get into where you, where your heart was as things, you know, as you really crossed the line, so, so to speak. And yeah. we can get to that later, but sure. if you want to sort of wrap up just how, if there's anything else you want to say about just the lies of the enemy and what you were believing and hearing at that point.
1: Yeah. So I guess um, the biggest thing for me looking back is I can remember um, when we led a a marriage retreat the one of the first ones we did um a lady came up afterwards and she said you know i i hear you i hear what you're saying and i have i am so dangerously close to having an affair she said you know i've done this and i've done this and we've met for coffee and i've shared these things with him and i've told him my heart and i've told him that me and my husband are not happy and you know said all of these things that she did but I haven't slept with him yet. Like how did, and she specifically said, how did you cross that line? And I just, my heart was broken for her. And I just was like, precious one, what the things that you just described to me are all things that are um, being unfaithful to your husband, because those are not things that you are supposed to share with another, um, man, or you know, another woman. If it's a man doing those things, and so there's red flags. There's the the. Um, I mean, God sends us red flags all along and checks in our spirit to where you know. I mean, I can remember having those feelings of this is probably not okay. This is probably not what I should be doing. But I got this. I'm in control. I'm not going to let it go any further. You know, this brings me joy. It, this, this makes me happy you know, this makes me happy. So it's okay that I'm doing that as long as I don't do this and calling the next thing that would happen. And when we ignore those red flags and step into the next part, which we'll talk about later, um, that's where I didn't, I didn't stop and say, this is not appropriate. I need to reach out for help and, and admit to somebody that I was not being um, faithful and that I was not honoring God in my marriage. And I think that if I'd stopped then, um, you know, we could have worked through that. And so I guess I'm just saying for people, I desperately want people to hear that if you're in a position where you feel checks in your spirit and you see red flags where you're like, I know this is not what I'm supposed. It's not healthy for my marriage. Stop. Reach out to somebody, ask for help, and don't be ashamed of asking for help and saying, you know, I'm trying to honor God in my marriage, and what I'm doing right now is not honoring Yeah.
0: And, you know, like I said, the title of this particular one, and maybe this will be Believing the Lies of the Enemy Part 1, and then we'll move to Part 2 next week. Sorry. But, but I think that it really is, I mean, it all starts, I mean, you said kind of three big things. One was just the cockiness of, you know, this can never happen to me. I would never do that, and that's a lie of the enemy because it can happen to anyone. And then, you know, moving on a little bit further along the path, it's oh, you know, I'm in control, I've got this. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's nothing that's going to happen here. It's innocent. It's it's innocent, and that's believing those Mm -hmm. lies too. And then even beyond that, like you said, sometimes you've already crossed that line, and you don't think you have because you're still believing the lies of the enemy that. What you're doing is okay, but it is inappropriate, and you know it's inappropriate. Um, That's right. So all of those are just believing the lies of the enemy. And and we've got to be very careful that we're walking with God in such a way that we know that the voice of God, and we hear it, and we're not drawn into hearing those lies of the enemy and falling into into his traps.
1: that's right. That's right. And I, um, and, and I know we're probably going a little long, but I do want to say one more thing. You have to position yourself in a way to where you are listening to God. And I don't think I was listening to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that the enemy was screaming at me and God was whispering. And I put myself in a position where I wasn't seeking him. And so I was not able to hear his voice. Um, as well because of that. And um, I I told a story not too long ago to my youth about me being in, in my car on the first day of school and stopped at a red light and I heard a whistle and I was like what that's my dad like I hear my dad and I and I heard it again and I looked and my dad was next to me in the car and I rolled down my window and he's like have a good day and and I just remember thinking it doesn't matter where I am how old I am whether I was three or whether I'm 46 I can hear the whistle of my dad over everything huh. and that's how we need to be able to be with the voice of God we have got to be able to hear his whistle and his red flags and his, um, his whispers that are like stop This is not okay. And to be able to hear that over the voice of the enemy. And so to be able to do that, you've got to stay in the word. You've got to be careful who you, um, you know, spend your time with and who is pouring into your heart and pouring into your mind and keeping community um, with your church.
0: Definitely. And we are going to wrap it up because uh, we want to dive into some more next week. So thank you so much for listening Heather, thanks for calling. Be safe as you travel. Sure. I love you. And love you. <laughs> for all of our listeners, we will see you again next week.